Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm the better half of the presenting duo. I'm Stu Whiffing. Chris Glass is still in prison. Uh, so I'll be taking care of today's introduction. Today's introduction is going to work like this. I'm going to tell you what the top five is. It's top five childhood heroes. This was a right laugh to do, actually. Uh, and needless to say, many of Chrissy's are um, utter uh, shit um mine are obviously way more measured thought out and uh and, and precise um his are as i said shit um what i should mention to you as well um if you haven't had enough of him shouting guesswork and my awful lispy voice banging on nonsense um on these podcasts we have a Patreon page, and we've just started doing something new on this Patreon page as well. So aside from uh, a completely standalone episode that we put out on Patreon each week, as well as this one that you're listening to in the, in the regular uh, Monday episodes, we now have a new feature called a Problem Shared. Now, this feature involves you lot messaging us with stupid questions and, well, stupid problems. And myself and uh, Dr. Chris Glasson uh, will analyse your problems and give you a, a completely pointless, farcical uh, and not in the slightest bit helpful uh, solution to it. So we will be answering your questions on these mini-episodes over on Patreon as well. So if you want to laugh... Um, and you like hearing me and Chris generally just laughing at each other on these episodes, um, completely caught up in uh, our own shit jokes. Uh, that's over on Patreon as well as, well, if you join up over there, then I think there's probably about 60 or 70 episodes over there um, of of stuff that you can get stuck into. So that's at www.patreon.com forward slash Hardcore listing, and I think you can support us from about as little as 79p a month, or yeah, or there's different stages if you want different stuff. We put lots of video content over there, we film all these episodes now, so you can also get an opportunity to, to, to watch them as well. Um, why you'd want to look at our faces, um, I've no idea, um, but the options there. Um, thanks to 76 for producing this podcast, uh, much love to our. Uh, ongoing sponsors um, who I've no idea why I still put their name uh, alongside this this podcast. You'd think you'd think by now they'd be thinking it's just absolute rubbish. Why are we associating our brand with this? But massive thanks to Charles uh, at Love Beer for for sponsoring us, and um, the same love goes straight out to Luke uh, from uh, Bang Boom. Uh, for their support and and sponsorship of this podcast, and most importantly, thanks to you, uh, fools, for for listening. Um, there's loads of podcasts out there. Go go and listen to some of the other ones. Some of them are really good. Uh, there's loads of really good ones. I tell you what, if you are actually thinking I can't listen to another second of these idiots, um, there's a magazine out called Pod Bible. 
Uh, you can read it online at um, podbiblemag.com uh, or you can pick up a copy in London or Brighton uh, and Margate uh, and soon to be other places. Um, and it's a, a one-stop guide. It tells you everything you need to know about the podcasts that are out there and which ones are good and which ones you might not have heard of that you should hear about. So go and check out podbiblemag.com. Spoiler alert, it does involve me to a degree, but it also involves people with brains like um, My Name Is Ad and Scroobius Pip. Uh, so go and have a look just for uh, their input, not so much mine. Anyway, let's get on with this drivel. Um, please enjoy Top 5 Childhood Heroes with uh, myself, uh, Dr. Stuart Roy Whiffin, uh, and uh, when I can get him out of Her Majesty's Pleasure, Dr. Chris Glasson. Enjoy. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Boom, 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 Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever... Who used to say... Oh, it was, it was a bloke from the comedy Bread. Or Garth Marenghi. Oh, right, yeah. Greetings, traveller. You won't remember Bread, will you? Not really. I, I, I sort of remember staring at it on the telly, yeah. but it was a bit over my head, really. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty highbrow. Was it? Yeah. But I think it was... A bunch of Scouts, was it? Yeah. I can't think what Boswell it was. <clears throat> no, but the Boswells. But... Uh, the one that was meant to be called that always wore like um, leather trousers and a leather jacket would come in and he would always go, uh, greetings. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, not really sold bread there. Um, seminal 80s uh, oh, Carla Lane uh, sitcom. Uh, Had he just come out of the Blue Oyster from uh, Police Academy? Oh, do you know what? That episode's gone really well. People seem to be digging that one. Yeah. Good. Um, oh, guys were fun. Fun guys. SOS clothing. Hello, everybody. It's Hard Collision Podcast. Back with, on a Saturday. Uh, oh, with, yeah, sorry. Uh, me. Um, and me. Just <laughs> leave it at that, that today, <laughs> yeah. Um, so today we're going to do uh, Top 5 Childhood Heroes, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to do your editing as well. I bet you are. Yeah. Are all yours animated? No, do you know what? I did write a few and then I, um, and then I sort of ruled them out. Right, they're either going to be animated or kind of goblin types from role play games that's fucking really rude mate I'll tell you that and on the money yeah I'd like to cross out a few <laughs> Grimgore <laughs> oh my favourite played a big part in uh, in my upbringing okay um, just quickly uh, we, we just to let you know that we have decided to do something new over on our Patreon page mm. um, we've decided um, that we have no qualifications, um, no solid advice. No real life experience. No, not, none not whatsoever. No transferable life experience to no, other people. No. You, you, you've spent most of your time eating beer, sodden, scampi fries off the floor. Yep. Um, you've been banging girls on bin bags. Fucking uh, <laughs> <since> 2001. <laughs> um, so we felt, you know... We're qualified to be agony aunts, yeah, really, didn't absolutely. We? we will answer your life problems. Um, and when we look through the Patreon or we look through the, the social media, our listeners, it appears that you all have tragic, tragic lives. Um, just, I mean, I'm basing that just by the way you look because most of them look awful, don't oh, they? Oh, man, honestly, they're states. It's yeah. weird because you see sometimes that little, like, like a little logo, don't you, on Instagram? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not fucking tapping on their profile. Yeah. I've got dinner in half hour. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we oh, thought sorry. we thought it'd be a lot of fun yeah. to uh, get used to messaging on the Patreon page or on the Insta, the Facebook, Twitter, or um, yeah, just just drop us a line uh, with your problems. Obviously, if it's something 
serious, then go and talk to calm mind of Samaritans. Course. Like, this is fun. I should make yeah, that clear. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, um, we're not here to, um, act, you know, like make matters worse, let's yeah. say. You know, I think that you, you need to be pretty robust when you yeah. send, send us questions because we're, we're quite horrible to each other. And, um, and mo- most of the people on Patreon, they're all good sports when we do Patreon roasts, aren't they? So, yeah. Um, so let, let's, let's give you a, a little snapshot of the sort of thing that that we're sort of looking for really um hang on let's have a look let me have a look there's um, the music where are we uh, this is the the music to the background of one of my larp action my larp role plays that i do um right so these are the sort of things that we're going to be dealing with um Hi, what is the ideal time before going on a date to fire off a warning shot to strike the perfect balance of peak performance and maximum staying power later in the evening? I feel, Craig, you could you oh, could really Craig's offer some advice on that. For that one. Mm. Um, uh, another one, I really like this girl at work, but I'm not sure how to broach the subject. I'm married. She has a boyfriend. But she laughs at my jokes and plays with her hair when I talk to her, so I think she's keen. Should I send her a picture of my penis? Some of life's deepest questions. We're here to help. That's the sort of shit uh, that we want. Um, Absolute drivel, Mm. which will um, be tackled um, probably uh, not very sensitively. um, In about an hour and a half. Yeah, in this, in this very room, um, and those two uh, suggestions were from Kevin Thomas, uh, Kevin Kevin Thompson, and Ke- and Kevin Putman, respectively. Yeah, I mean, some of these people um, probably might not want to be shouted out for their problems, um, but uh, those two don't give a bloody rat's monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole news t- turn of breach. Um, so um, message him with some ridiculous problems um, and make up some crackers as well, mm. and uh, and we'll go in on it. So that's something we're going to be adding uh, to to our episodes over on Patreon. Just, uh, yeah, you, you, your Uncle Chris uh, uh, and, and Uncle Sue are going to be making everything all right for you. But anyway. We need we need better <coughs> names than Uncle Chris and Uncle Sue. We've got to get at least creepy uncle in there. Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feel, Dr. Feelgood's obviously there. <laughs> oh, my God. We've laid the groundwork. That's, this is hanging out in the making for two yeah. years on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Feelgood and Roy Tarma. <laughs> Um, childhood heroes. Yes, childhood heroes. So, uh, who picked this one, mate? Do you know? Can you remember? Uh, I did. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, right, sure. Yeah. So, also, someone, someone's got something to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on. You start. When I was about fourteen, I absolutely worshipped Dominic Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> like so good. Like, I really... Because Dominic Diamond hosted Games Master, Stu is chomping through cheese cheese favourites right now. And as uh, some of you may be aware, I'm on a fast. I've just about broken it, but they are my favourite, and that is hard to fucking Sorry, watch dude. you eating them. No, 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 no. I want you to eat them. No. no. I want you to... No, enjoy- you sport it now! I want you to enjoy your life! Fuck's sake. Um, I don't know what's going to ha- happen with the levels on that, but <laughs> back to Dominic Diamond. He he was the host. That's a line that no one said for years. <laughs> what's that? Back to and back to Dominic Diamond. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing now. I really don't. I never liked him. Yeah, well, I get it. You don't like Scots, though, do you? You're quite racist, if you if you remember. <laughs> do you remember how racist you are? Uh <laughs> Massive races, especially Scots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Bayo, uh, Scott from Neighbours. Uh, um, yeah, and I do remember, like, obviously hating gaming. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. W- when the kids' TV show come on, what was it called? Games Master, mate. Right. Yeah. And I remember just thinking there was this kind of Scottish dude wearing odd clothes, kind of weird thinning hair. Uh, just kind of talking about computer games. I just thought, this is the worst. And, I, and what's ironic is I don't know why we're friends because <laughs> at that time, you are just thinking this is the greatest I thing jizz- ever. I was jizzing everywhere. <laughs> like, I literally would be, I'd be like, my so- you know when your, your sides are actually split, splitting from laughter? All these like little metaphors and these little, pun- these little puns would just destroy me. Yeah. 
And I just thought he was the funniest man on the planet. Yeah. And also, that would stop, and then it would be two people playing Mortal Kombat. I mean, I literally didn't know what to do with myself. I did. Jesus Christ. Um, it was the, it was the best time ever. And then he did start. He did used to write an article in probably what is now probably quite a fascist paper. Um, I don't know what it was. It wasn't the Sun. It might have been the Daily Mail. But his article in there was actually pretty fucking funny too. And so, yeah, it's a weird one. I really had to dig deep on that. Excuse this little noise while I put a foam thing on the microphone. Oh, sexy. You've put on a condom on someone else before, I tell you. Watching you do that. <laughs> it's a lovely action, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, you've done that. That went straight on. Straight on a big, That's better. big microphone with a big helmet. It's Dominic Diamond, man. I like. Obviously, it's been so long ago. I can't tell you that the puns that he said because they all throw away and stuff like that. But on Games Master also was the first time I ever saw uh, Lee and Heron, and they came on and they had a game and they they, they played this weird music making. Just game. to explain that for those that are younger, uh, Stuart Lee and Richard Heron. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, they were slightly oddball comedians and yeah. le- le- left the centre. And, and it was brilliant. And um, you can't take that away from me, Stuart, with you. I'm not, I'm not. All right? Don't you even fucking think about it, you racist prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a massive racist. Whenever you hear the word racist... It, everyone's get, everyone gets a bit prickly, yeah, Oh, yeah. Like, no, you really do. As soon as you hear the word racist, everyone's like, what? What? I'm not racist. Well, yeah. Should we start doing that on the podcast? Every time someone says something, just go, ooh, a bit racist. That is a bit racist, mate. Just to see how uncomfortable <laughs> we can make our guests. Then we'll, we'll numb everyone down from that's a bit racist, and then we'll start saying no to racist shit because they, <laughs> we've dropped their guard. That's a really good way for Laura us to me. build our, uh, our following. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, you know Christians do. They're massive racists. <laughs> oh no, it's wicked though, though, isn't it? It's really good. It's like they're not even being ironic. I think they're actually <laughs> massive racists. It's coming back round. <laughs> it's been sixty years. Oh dear. Um, yeah, well, it hasn't been sixty years, but you know. Okay, right. Um, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a Scott. No way. I'm oh, go- that's no, bollocks. no, I'm going to go for Scott Bayo. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to go for Bugsy Malone. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, see, I'm not racist. Bugsy Malone. Um, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I think I got possessed for a second. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, as as a kid, mm. you, you've seen Bugsy Malone, right? Of course. Um, We've only discussed it eight times on the podcast. We have, haven't we? I know. Um Having uh, someone that's, I believe he's probably older than me, mm. but as a kid, seeing another kid in a proper suit, yeah. in a car with pedals and a machine gun that fires pies. Yeah. <sighs> Who else do you want to be? You don't want to be anyone else. There's no one cooler than that. No, but th- you see, my, my worry about poor old Scott here, right, is a little bit like someone like Corey Hayne, where you, you, you Corey Hayne and Corey Film, you, you're probably thinking, oh, mate, they're living the best life. And then they go cut, and then they walk in their trailer, and they get teabagged by all the producers. So you've got to be aware that his life probably wasn't as glamorous as what you thought. Well, he then went on to obviously be Charchi in Charchi in Happy Days. Of he did, yeah. Uh, I believe he married Heverlock Lear. Uh, oh, what was it? Heverlock Lear? He was married to. Have a little, a little look. Ding ding! Guesswork alert. Yeah, yeah. Scott uh, Bayo. I don't think life's treated him too badly. No, okay, he's done all right, and he. How do you uh, spell Bayo, mate? B I A. B I A O. Yeah, I think so. Alright. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah. I just remember watching Bugsy Malone. All the songs are super cool, and yeah. and yeah, I just thought he was just—he was a dude. I yeah, always wanted hair guy. like him. Yeah. He had like sort of that slick back hair. And I remember, like, when I was young, when, like, hair gel become a thing, it was like, yeah, I can have hair like him or another one of my guests yeah. or uh, oh. Danny Zuko. I used to... I always used to... Why are you talking? Why are you not finding I've out? I've got it, mate. Right. I've got Tell it. me some Scott Mayo facts. The difference between when I do research live on the podcast and you is I maintain conversation and it doesn't look like I've ghosted the podcast <laughs> and fucked <laughs> off for half hour. <laughs> you know I can't multitask. I'm in fucking two, in dreadful. In 2000... This is what just popped up, though. All I've seen is Playboy Mansion, so I thought, oh, that's interesting. In 2007, shortly after the birth of their daughter... Who's oh, Jeanette, he got... He got um, he got, in 2001, 
got engaged to Jeanette Johnson. Right, go back. Um, oh, dear. I don't know if it's got that here, but I do know that um, he married the 34-year-old Renee Sloan, who he met in the 90s at Playboy Mansion. Bio is stepfather to Renee's daughter. No, no, no. Oh, it isn't that exciting. I thought he might have had some sort of gangbang at the, the, the Playboy Mansion, but... That sort of stuff's always on Wikipedia. There's literally no gangbang information. Here. Sexual we... misconduct allegations, though. How excited you got on that? 2019 sexual misconduct allegations made by Nicole Egger against Bayo resurfaced. Egger first made the allegations. I'm just destroying one of your childhood heroes here and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Egger first made the allegations on Nick Reich. Radio stuff. Yeah, basically. She claimed that the inappropriate relations started when he was she was 14 and he was 17. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm sorry, mate, about that. Who was he married to? Well, that's what it says. It just says that it was just What's that... What's it got under his personal life? Has it got that's what, Where do you think I'm looking I don't know. in fucking Wikipedia, mate? Do you think I'm looking under bibliography? I don't know. It doesn't say. If you right. I'll do one last thing. But, do you know... Lucky this is the ACAST version, not Patreon, because people would be like, I'm paying money for this. What, who do you think he hooks up with? Scott Bayo versus... Heather versus Lo- what? Heather Locklear. And Heather Locklear. Oh, yeah, it's come up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. What was that noise? There's a ghost in here today. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? So, um, sexual misconduct allegations aside, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, um, yeah... Uh, Bugsy Malone was uh, a super cool stand-up guy. Yeah, he was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, what's yours? You want to get away from that now? He's got, he's got a bit rapey. Um, Dominic <laughs> Diamond, <laughs> fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, he's not. Anyway, he maybe has done. Um, number four, Terry Butcher. Um, I've, <laughs> I've often, I've often said he's my spirit animal, but my spirit animal is a kid who I met at Lee Chapel Primary School. Terry was from the wrong side of the tracks. You're not talking about a footballer? No. Oh, right. No, no, no. I'm talking about Terry Butcher from Lee Chapel. Right. I've tried to find him on Facebook. I can't find him. I'll be honest with you. If I was a better man, Terry's brown bread. Right. To be fair. Um, like, Terry, you could tell. Was it like, I, I came from a very loving background. Uh, you know, I get walked to school. I was that lucky. Even, even right the way through college. And um, Terry... Did... So, sorry. Your parents walked you to college? Um, it was, it's called a joke there. J-O-K. <laughs> I wish I had a canned laughter button. <laughs> Fucking hell. Go on. And, um, uh, yeah, so basically, Terry's grown up for the wrong side tracks. But Terry was tiny... Because he he was brought brought up in a school of hard knocks. Terry gave he was the official definition of zero fucks, and uh, like Terry was the guy. Have I ever told you the story of when he told me about every sexual position known to man or beast by the time I was nine? And then I went and regurgitated it all to all the kids on a French holiday camp, which resulted in the whole all yep. the parents of the French holiday camp coming and have a go at my parents, going, "Why does my kid know what a Bombay roll is?" Um, he's been trying to jizz over his sister's neckline for the lot. So, um, so Terry told me all that stuff and I was fascinated. I really didn't even know what it meant. I was so naive, but it was another day at school when we were sat down, me me and Tell, because we were mates, right? And some lad... Terry's behaviour really has manifested itself in (laughs) the man that you've become. (laughs) This is my power animal, right? spirit animal. And he basically is Craig. If we really think about yeah. it, I can imagine Terry doing all the things Craig did. Does Craig know him? Is Terry's ghost in me now? And that's what it is. Right. I mean, Craig, Craig knows him. Yeah, obviously yeah. I'm not Craig. Um, um, yeah, so basically we're in a playground and then some kid was horrible to some other kid. And he went, that kid just tripped over so-and-so. And this was a kid about two years above Terry... So I think we that kid was in his final year at junior school, quite big, and Terry was tiny. I was tiny, I was small, and Terry was smaller than me. And Terry just walked up to this kid. I couldn't hear what Terry said to this kid. This kid was big, right? And um, 
And then I just saw Terry grab this kid's hand and the next minute the kid's on the floor screaming and crying and he just walked back and sat back down with me. And I was like, Terry, what you done there? He says, I think I broke his finger and I <laughs> And then a couple of minutes later, the te- teachers are out there and Terry's like, oh, I better go. I better go. And he just walked up to him and then they just marched him back off. Did Terry have to go to a special school then? I don't think he did. I well. don't think he broke. It just caused severe pain and he wasn't scared at all. Yeah. And I've just got a Duck my hat to Terry and say, Terry, you know, he weren't. I don't think he was a bad lad. <laughs> like, I don't think he was. He, he saw someone getting picked on. He went and sorted it out. And yeah, uh, yeah well, if I, anybody you know, does know anyone in Belmarsh and can get, get in touch with Terry, <laughs> Terry uh, pass on Christie's and, we, and we will try. We will try kickstart a campaign <laughs> to try and get you out, Terry. Whatever it was, whatever it was. Later on this evening, Chris will be. Uh, uh, leaning over the top of the, the bridge as you drive into Basildon, uh, spraying Terry Butcher is innocent on a bridge. <laughs> so Terry Butcher, well done, mate. Oh, yeah, I like mate Terry. List, Seems right? like a nice bloke. <laughs> Your guy was a rapist, for <laughs> God's sake. Uh, I don't mean that. Obviously, he wasn't. It's not proven. Continue for... Um, the Karate Kid. Oh, Danny. Danny LaRusso. Mm. Oh, I disagree here. Ralph Macchio. I, I actually disagree here. Yeah? Come on, you, tell, you tell me all the reasons why. Oh, uh, all right, tough guy. Are you going to go for fucking Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Sweep the leg. Get the body back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wash your paw. wash your car, paint your fence. I hate this bike. <laughs> go on, sorry. Um, it, it, I just thought it was the bollocks. It was great. When I saw that for the first time at the cinema, mm. I remember just thinking, I, he, he, he was like a super cool kid, wasn't he? I don't agree. Oh, all right. I don't agree. Go on, continue. You're telling me that Ralph Macchio was not cool and you've started this with Dominic Diamond. Listen, right, listen. <laughs> The Karate Kid was what, what made me the black belt that I am today, currently. Yeah. I, I started karate. So did because, I. Because, because um, I couldn't stop kicking the shit out of the sofa because of the uh, crane kick. But all the way through it, whilst I respected Danny for like a lot of his principles and his try-hard nature, I didn't think he was ever cool. And, like, and his karate stance was shit. absolutely <clears throat> the most frustrating thing I've ever seen. It's quite apparent that all of the Cobra Kai lot New martial arts. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso didn't. Yeah, he had a bon- like, I love bonsai trees. Do not get me wrong. I love bonsai trees. I'm hopefully going to get a new one soon. Flip side of that, Cobra Kai got a fucking cobra and a black gi with red round it. You're back in the wrong horse here, mate. If mm. you, you know. Continue. I remember when I like when I used to go to karate competitions. I'd just have the standard white gi, and uh, yeah. and then there'd always be some people that that come in in black geese. Yeah, yeah. And instantly, they look like badasses. Yeah, yeah. It, like a black geese was instantly like more powerful. Yeah. And occasionally you get some guys turn up at the competitions that would have something like a little bit more silky with like a sash. Yeah. And yeah, you'd think, nice. fuck me, they know some shit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, com- and comfortable when they're doing it as yeah. well. Yeah. My favourite game, one of the karate teams I was in, they were called Top Gun, obviously. And it was, uh, well, it was the fucking, like just come into the 90s. And it was uh, a red top game and black. Black bottoms. Solid we, look. We look. We look badass. We really did. All of our black belt. That was a fu- fun fucking time, that was. Mm. Fighting. Because it's not full contact. It's yeah. a bit of a laugh, man. Pussy. Um, Go on, Danny LaRusso, yeah. Yeah, and so and let's, let, let's, let's discuss then that not only does um, he, he move to a new town, you know, gets picked on, goes to a fancy dress party um, as, a, as a shower, which is amazing, that scene when he opens the, the the shower curtain and in walks Elizabeth Shoe. Oh, Elizabeth Shoe. That's his missus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Elizabeth Shoe. If I had to do top five, <laughs> I was going to say if I had to do time, <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to share a cell with her. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, Elizabeth Shoe. Oh my God, where to begin? Um, but yeah, yeah so. Agree. Yeah, he, he 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 got to go out with Elizabeth Shue and he kicked all the, the bad guys' asses. And, 
you know, and he was the underdog, so you love the underdog. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Mr. Miyagi got caught up in any of that U-Tree business. I don't know if he groomed. Um, I don't really know. I Wait. hope not. I hope not. Wait. He just used to I'm warm his hands up before. Glad you explained that. Podcast gold there, Chris doing that. Before. Everyone knew what I did there when they heard, Hey! Literally everyone, every single one of our listeners. It if just you don't sounded get like, it, you, just sounded like you just cleared your throat and slapped my ass. <laughs> That's what I wish it was. <laughs> there's a there's on online. I'm swatch it, but there's a counter theory to what happens in Karate Kid, where they say Danny Larusso's the bully, and he's the he's the oppressor in it. And I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm quite interested to see why why people have uh, why people feel that. I mean, don't bother watching it. I'm going to watch it. Um, just just go with him being the nice guy and winning. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Yeah, well, I've watched two episodes. It, it looks bad. No, it's all, I've watched two episodes. It's actually yeah, oh, it's it's okay. It's not. It's definitely not unwatchable. It's quite enjoyable. And if yeah. you enjoy Karate Kid, it's probably it's probably worth watching episode one or two, mate, and just seeing. The films went downhill quite quickly. The second one, I, I remember going to the cinema and thinking was was, was all right. Uh, Disagree. Second one's better. And then in my, in my in my eyes, yeah, yeah, much better. Uh, and was he in the third one? He wasn't, was he? No, of course he is. Is he? Yeah, that's when that's when the bloody geezer from Nam who punched his fist in the first Crease. one, Crease, he comes back, but his sensei comes back and's like, right, we're gonna fucking ruin Danny Larusso's day. And then they split the bonsai tree, throw it over the edge, but luckily somehow by some miracle of physics, it, it flies back against the cliff wall, and he has to climb down it. And then it's all that shit. And then they have to get the bad boy karate to come and fight him. He's, he's quite tough. And that, Danny has to fight that guy. And um, His yeah. career was mm. sort of cut. Oh, I don't know. He didn't really do a lot. He'd, he'd done a film called Crossroads, I think, about a musician. Right. And that was like the first thing he'd done post-Karate Kid that, that got loads of hype. Yeah. Never saw him again after that until... Uh. Cobra Kai, which yeah. I believe the second series is about to just drop. Yeah, so it couldn't have done too bad to get mm. recommissioned. I mean, you know. What's your next one? Where are we? Number three, isn't it? Oh, this is this is goddamn fucking interesting. This is a. Uh, I mean, is, you, you, I, I love the fact that you've just said that the next thing you're going to say is interesting. This is interesting. Oh, I'll li- be the judge of that. Listen up, guys. Listen up, folks. It's not just you listening. It's it's our it's our um, billions of listeners. Um, it's, Please text in if you find this uninteresting. <laughs> Stan, my original karate instructor. Can you believe it? Your jaws just hit the floor. Did Stan have a son called Lee? No. <laughs> oh, he might. Yeah, he did. That was my Lee. karate instructor. No way. Stan. Lee Crown. Yes. Stan Crown. That, that was my Waterloo karate instructor. Waterloo? Exactly. Yes. I didn't know we both did Waterloo. <laughs> oh That's God. insane. Oh, my God. So, because he, he was from Basildon Way, wasn't yeah. he? But he taught in Greys as well. Right. And so Stan and his son was yeah, was like, Good. he looked like a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had ink before people had ink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Stan was, I reckon, if I was like 12, Lee probably was about 20, and I reckon Stan was about 40. Yeah. Um, Stan had a, had a gi that was always ironed really well, so whenever he punched, it snapped. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like an instructor's... That's insane. We had the same sensor. I can't believe that. Yeah. So it, it really has blown my mind, mate, because yeah. I didn't know that that's what you studied. Was Stan, what Stan was like a slightly sort of well-built, sort of balding, sort of like number four, sort of cropped. Big glasses. Yeah. Lovely bloke. Yeah. Like an absolute lovely man. And I just think that like that that karate class. That's insane. At, at, like so, when I started, I was about eight or nine. I can't I can't yeah. really remember. And Stan used to take the class there at uh, Torakai was, was the what he started off doing. Really, it was Wadaroo, and the club was on our on our license. I had a license. I've not mentioned oh, that yet, uh, but on the license was my my Torakai. No way. Yeah, but he he started there at Markham's Chase, and I just have so many fond memories of him just being. Just a brilliant person. Yeah. He was fun. He was a great instructor. And then Lee came through. And Lee was just about... Obviously, Lee was brilliant. But I got hold off of an, uh, uh, someone down my road. Uh, uh, it was a karate tape of all the carters. And it was Lee doing them. Yeah. And what I would do is basically watch the karate tape. And I would 
practice the carters. So by I went by the time I went to my first grading, I knew up to about brown belt in carters, yeah. and then by my second grading, I knew all the way to about third down in carters. And I practiced them so hard, yeah. and that's why I skipped through belts. It wasn't. It was all because of that tape, and I absolutely loved it. But Stan, th- this is why I, I make him in my top five childhood heroes because. Someone else took over because Stan had to do other things. And there was actually a schism in the club. I don't know if you remember that, but the club split. And I don't know at what time you were there and whatnot, but the club split. And one of the guys, one of the instructors, Martin, took a bunch of folks over to um, his, he started his own karate school. And we all felt betrayed by it. Really, it's like fucking Japanese dojo shit going on here. And like... um. And then Stan had to go and do some stuff. And I hadn't seen him for about a year. And then one day, I was in Markham's Chase. And I was in the bar, drinking at 11. I wasn't. I don't know why I had to go up to this bar. And there was Stan. And he was like... And I got so emotional seeing him. Because I loved him. You know? I really loved and respected him. And he's like, you alright, mate? And I'm like, yeah, I just haven't seen you in ages. And, yeah, I couldn't say to him how much I, how much I thought of him. I thought that would have been a bit cheesy. I, obviously, you can't express yourself at fucking eleven anyway, properly. But yeah, Stan, what a, what a fucking small world, mate. That's crazy. I would love to get those guys on the podcast. Can you imagine that? Yeah. That would fucking make my that Bloody would make hell. my well, day. Since you just, I thought it's got it's got to be the same one. When you said Lee, I thought you were having a joke because of Stan. Lee. Yeah. But then I realised it is Lee Crown. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's mental. Yeah, yeah. They were good blokes. And, and, and the weekends away we did, fucking amazing. And taught me so many so many good things. So I used to go to Basingham for my gradings. Why? Uh, yeah, that's the, where uh, most of them were. Yeah. Uh, and then... Did you get a black belt? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, when I used to go and train, because I trained over in Basingham with Vic Charles, and right. who was the Olympic champ. Oh yeah, uh, and Kevin Bruton, the Jedi. The Jedi. Uh, yeah, and uh, who was fucking he was really cool? Good. As I fuck. remember going to Basel Sports Centre, uh, uh, the, the the big hall. Yeah, and the Jedi did a session there. Yeah, all yeah, right. that's it was what a we big done. Deal, and he, he put his hand up. God, can you imagine if we were in there together? How weird is that? We could have been in there together. That's fucking crazy. That's mad, <laughs> right? Number three, Stan. Great shirt. Thanks, mate. So, and leads on nicely from the Karate Kid, yeah, which, yeah, from yeah. watching that, I then went and signed up to Stan's Karate School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Uh, excuse me. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Zama McGuire. Do you know what? I had a feeling you might go a bit grain chill. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Um, Zamo <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like, there was cooler kids in in Grain Shield and Zamo, like, but I, I want to go pre pre um, the, uh, the 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 Skag years. And I want to go back to when he first came in. It was it was Zamo and his mate Jonah, and Jonah was only in it for a couple of series. Um, and they were proper rascals. And I remember yeah. just thinking they were super cool. Um, 
you know, and they'd be they'd be picking on Roland and uh, and, yeah. and and trying not to get in in trouble with uh, the older kids. But then as it got older. I mean, Zamo then bagged himself Jackie as, as a girlfriend, and Jackie was like just the, the the coolest. I remember like at school thinking like, "God, I love Jackie. She's she's like super." And there was Faye, obviously. Did you, ran- did you ever have a five knuckle shuffle? No, no. Well, I've told you enough times about the girl from Grand Year, Faye that lives around the corner. Oh my god! And I, you I can't, can't really confess I, to that. I, I, I can't uh, do just it. wink wink at me if you wanked over. Like no, never. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, it's so weird. Like for, it, it's like Princess Leia. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. first crush. Yeah, yeah. And and every day for maybe ten years, when I used to do the school run, mm. I'd see that girl from Grange Hill yeah. every morning. Now, and I'm not making out. I'm like f- frequenting the Groucho with all of these celebs. But no. but even through doing hard Christian, we've met lots of famous people, haven't we? Groucho, is it? Gaucho, I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, well, the testament to the fact I've never fucking been there. But we're we're generally not overwhelmed by by Seven. famous people. Are no. we generally like no. just? Having... Your, every, every now and then, one of us will get starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not really. But some woman that was in Grange Hill thirty years ago, or if not longer. Just, I can't, I'm, I'm speechless. I yeah, do not have yeah, to talk to her. I would, yeah. uh, you know, I like to chat. So I will yeah, stand yeah. at the school gates and I will chat to everyone, adults, yeah. Chris, mm-hmm. just the adults. <laughs> and uh, and and if she sort of walked, I'd be like, <laughs> and I would just be a fucking wreck. Yeah. It was like, like, Carol would literally look at me like, oh, you pathetic man. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. Um, but Zamo uh, went out with Jackie. Then it, it kind of developed a little bit where there was like Banksy. Uh, turned up, not the street artist, uh, Stuart Banks, I think his name was, he turned up, and he lived in my hometown as well, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was like, wow, it's Banksy, and he's on he's on Grange Hill, and, and I just thought Zamo had the best life, it was yeah. like, he got to be in Grange Hill, yeah. and he was he was a really good boxer, an actual yeah. really good boxer, yeah. and, and left Grange Hill to pursue a professional boxing career, yeah. uh, then had a, I did not know that. had a car accident, I think they fucked all his hands up and couldn't box anymore. Oh, um, no, you have told me that. People are screaming at me, going, "She's told you that one before." Yeah, that's tragic, man. Um, and is yeah, he, and then fast is forward. Is he in real life now? No, he's uh, he's got a key cutting business which he's had for about twenty years no, in London, it? and uh, and he's literally probably this week starts on EastEnders. Oh, does he? Yeah. Wow. Um, and he's come and DJ'd for us uh, at one of my eighties do's, and he's just blinding. He? He's just well nice, like super. Super top dude. So, um, yeah, sometimes when you you get to meet your childhood heroes, and yeah, and he was blinding. That is, yeah, that's a good shout, mate. Very good shout. Number two, Christopher. Sigourney Weaver. So, slash Ripley from right. Alien, the Alien tri- trilogy. I think that I saw Aliens when I was I was way too young for it. And for some reason, I just about got on with the horror. And I think the reason Ooh, being hard. is, uh, well, no, because uh, I, I can watch horrors till way past eighteen. I was, I was, I, I've walked out of cinemas because I was too scared. Yeah, and uh, not too scared, but I feel sick. Yeah, but scared. for some reason, that all right, scared. What if you want to call it, man? Um, Fear. Basically, I watched it with all my cousins at my uncle's house in Blackheath. And it was a family party, and it was brilliant, and it was fucking, it was terrifying but brilliant. And then the party or the film? The, the film. No, right. You haven't been to one of my family parties, man. Chest bursters, the last thing you got to worry about, and um, it's what's bursting into you that you got to worry about at my family parties. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I was talking away from the mic. And so then I, I guess I watch it, and then about a year later. Or two, I'd, I watched Alien, and then that was it. I mean, she was wicked in it because look, Ripley in that, she's not the main character in Alien, is she? You don't, it's not portrayed as she's going to be the yeah. pre- predominant protagonist. And then as that uh, movie unfolds, it turns out as the aliens whittling them down, Ripley has to go from some sort of like cargo hauler to um, a badass, and she has to suck it up and, and, and get on with the job. And by the second movie, when she thinks she's done everything, she basically gets dragged back onto that planet and ends up 
being in charge of all the colonial marines and that. And that, that to me is the most badass thing. She's my favourite character out of any 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 genre or whatever. She's the best one. She's the most badass. And um, Sigourney Weaver's wicked. She was in what Ghostbusters as well. She's in fucking tons of stuff. She never disappoints, really. So yeah, I, I just yeah, I was absolutely infatuated by the aliens thing and and Sigourney was uh, portrayed Ripley in just such a fucking fantastic way that I was just like wow yeah you 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 you'd hope that you could um perform under prof- pressure like she does and still be funny and 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 uh, uh and and nice so yeah Sigourney Weaver like, like I would say from 11 till well you know all through my teens, I was like, yeah, she's the best. She's mm. really cool. You had other people. Who was it? Is it Linda Hamilton? She was in Terminator, wasn't yeah. she? And she was cool. She was badass, but she I don't think she tops what Sigourney did in those first three movies. Even when she, Alien 3, I liked it. I know it got poo-pooed a little bit, but I, I really thought it was dope. And it was brave of her to shave all her hair off and all that. And she still looked like, like a badass and still looked very beautiful. Mm. She was like uh, America's hottest woman at some point, whatever that means. But yeah. Beauty and um, personality and uh, good acting chops. Yeah, so, yeah, I loved Sigourney Weaver. Did you like her? Um, I, I did in Ghostbusters. Um, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, I, I'm not a fan of the Alien films. Um, I hate you. I know you, are you do. Doing, are um, you saying this because I've called one of your fucking heroes No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, and and I'm, right. I, I know when it comes to films... You should have married my wife because you have very similar <laughs> taste in films. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. all your passions yeah, for films are yeah, exactly yeah, the same yeah, as hers, sure, and sure. and mine aren't. Um, you know, I just like miserable British. Kitchen yeah, you sink. like gritty, didn't you? Horror. Which is great. You've been watching Virtues? No, not yet. Me and Molly have got that bad boy queued up. Yeah, if you're Good. thinking of having a little cosy night in and then getting some sexy time on, and don't watch that. Well, you don't know what we think is sexy time, do you? So don't fucking judge me. <laughs> I haven't seen Virtues. I know you've definitely not seen that then. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it it's, it it's, it's, of course it's rough. Yeah. It's Shea Meadows. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolute, yeah. it's, it's, arguably some of the greatest acting I've, 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 I've seen in a long, long time. Stephen oh. Graham's ridiculous. I don't know what the actress's name is that plays, um, uh, the, 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 the main sort of, not his sister. There's another, um, uh, woman in, in it that, that, that has a, has a, has a huge, um, penis, <laughs> huge key role in it. And it's, and she's, she's incredible. Well, yeah. uh, it, it, I mean, he knows how to cast people. Everyone in it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's a brilliant show of, you know, just for his style that something bad's happening. You know, it's like in This Is England, you knew Stephen Graham was going to flip. Yeah. You knew he was going to do something. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and when, you know, when he's, he's pacing silk. around that room before he lights up Mint. Uh, uh, Milky. Who? Is it Milky? Milky, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's that tension that you just think, oh, no, don't. I know it's going to happen, but don't. It's like that. The first couple of, it, yeah, it's, just, it's brilliant. I can't recommend it enough, but it's, it's, it's bleak. Where how was I even get, going? How did we get on to Fuck that? Knows. What was it, who was your hero here? Uh, we were talking about Sigourney Weaver, then we were talking oh, yeah. about Ghostbusters. How did Ghost... we get there? Oh, Don't you know. said you didn't like aliens. You, uh, uh, oh, I like, you I like misery. Yeah, you like your gritty. Yeah, I, like, I, I never really got it. Um, what other films has Sigourney Weaver been in? She must have been in fucking shitloads. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of the alien films, but I, I do know that. Lots of people adore that film. Yeah, um, that's good. Uh, my Your number two. Um, well, do you know what? I'm going to do a, a little mention quickly because I don't feel like we should talk about him. But I, I will say that um, Michael Jackson was was yeah. was was someone when I was yeah. a kid, which just sounds so weird talking about it now. Yeah, yeah but the the problem is you don't know any of that. All yeah. you know is what you did then, not yeah. what, what what we potentially know now. Yeah, do you know I, what I, I mean? I, like, I, I remember seeing. Um, like the the video to beat it, yeah. not not thriller first. I remember seeing beat it, and just thinking, "Fucking hell, this geezer's so cool!" And like, Sandy, his voice was ridiculous. His dancing was ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's just you know, it's, it's, it was. 
you know, I, I guess everyone's weird about talking about Michael Jackson now, but it doesn't matter. He's still, you, you can't erase the impact that pop stars have on you as, as a child or yeah. as, as a whatever. And yeah, and yeah, it, it, yeah. Michael Jackson definitely was someone when I was a, a young lad. This sounds so weird, doesn't it? Saying it? Um, but yeah, I, I thought he was super cool. Yeah, I don't think you should, it's, it's difficult not because he's, he, I don't know, like it, what's going to happen there. And, and, and I haven't seen everything. I've seen that most recent one mm. and I haven't seen the counters to it yet. And I, I, you know, it seemed pretty damning, but obviously, Whereas, you know, what they're saying is it's all it's all geared towards that presentation yeah. of it. So I'd like to see the counters to it and that, but it does look pretty fucking like some some if you, you think of some of the logic of his behaviour that we saw on video, mm. it's, it's it's definitely cloudy. But as a child growing up, I would easily say that yeah, it's the same thing. Like he was the shit, you know, making amazing music. Really and that's was. not a maverick statement. I don't think so. Millions and millions and millions of people thought Michael Jackson no, was super fucking exactly. cool then. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And if you didn't, come on, man. You're just post-rationalising. You're saying, oh, yeah, no, always. Oh, in, in bad, I always know there was something a bit wrong about him. Yeah. No, you didn't. Okay. No, you fucking didn't. Well, number two. Go on, in. Suggs. Oh, yeah, okay, no. Um, the, I, I, again, I'm just... Think when I think of music as, as as you know from when I probably started to sort of see music videos in the early eighties. So obviously the aforementioned Michael Jackson video, um, just people that had an iconic striking look would 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 shortcut it. Yeah. So Adamant was was someone that oh, yeah. looked incredible yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like and as a child as well, seeing someone dressed as a kind of highwayman, stroke pirate, stroke mm. God knows what. It was almost pantomime yeah. and instantly relatable. Instantly yeah. like, oh, God, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and even like, you know, Simon Le Bon and just seeing like, you know, them on these boats making these super cool videos and they're all like ridiculously handsome and like, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it was all stuff that I remember just thinking, oh, they're really cool. Um, but it was something, I guess, maybe nowhere near as glamorous was, was madness. And... And and as a kid, seeing those videos was like watching episodes of Grange Hill because it was, and I guess it was really British. It was quite relatable because you, you kind of, you know, it, it was what it was like where you lived. Like, and and they looked like the blokes you'd see down exactly. the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Not your usual sort of pop style or music style. No, they just, they just looked great. I thought they looked super cool, but not in a... Kind of quaffered, yeah. sort of Duran Duran style, soft focus lens. Yeah, but they just looked like blokes down the pub. Not that I was down the pub at that age, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and and all the videos were brilliant. It was like I said, it was like watching an episode of Grey and Jill because they were always like fucking around and like mm. and just being like donuts. And it was fucking brilliant. And the songs were amazing. And he just looked. He just looked brilliant, Suggs. And I remember, I just like the way that he... I don't know if Suggs was the first person that I looked at when I was a kid and thought, I could do that. Like, you know, I could do music because they look like, you know, the blokes that around my way yeah yeah you know adam an operatic voice no no and and when you look at adam and uh, and duran duran and boy george they ain't down the pub they you don't see people like that where we was from yeah they seemed like otherworldly and i like that you know because that that's also another thing that you want from a pop star you want a pop star to be something that's unobtainable and something that looks like it's from a different world but that i also love that that element of, you know, loving the, the likes of your Billy Braggs and your and your madness and 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 stuff like that, which is a, maybe a bit more real. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but yeah, Suggs, I just thought was was just the the bollocks, absolutely. Yeah, I think like it, it makes you feel it feel like it's within reach. I've always felt that with Mike Skinner, like yeah. it always feels like something. Uh, Mike you Skinner's could do. A, a really great example. Yeah. Like you know, he he's basically an, another Billy Bragg, another mm. Suggs. You yeah, know, definitely. he's the bloke down the pub that's yeah. got his head switched on and, and yeah. talks in a language that people from you know working class backgrounds instantly go, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I think I think uh, you know, Mike's always kept that common sort of touch, mm. and I think that, that under, under, underlying that is an intelligence that he hides a bit more than what he what he shows. Yeah. Um, which is you know. It's good because he just didn't want to. He never saw himself above anyone else. Yeah. You know, he's never been. He's never preferred to just be smart. He's yeah. just wanted to be with people and, and having fun and doing cool things. I watched a thing on um, Instagram the other day, and it was him performing in Sweden. And he's got a bloody. He's got his microphone, and he's oh. got. A, he's got. His, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and she just saw me pretending to have a microphone, and you mistook it for a cop. And uh, at the end of it is a camera. And he's just gone in the crowd. And yeah, he's I watched still it. Doing, it was really good. Really, really good. Really yeah, fucking dope. Great tune. And um, yeah, people love him. What's your number one, Christopher Glasson? Um, right. So my real number one would probably be my dad. Right. Um, well, it is my dad. Without a shout, leaps and bounds. But if we're going for other sort of childhood heroes that aren't, you know, gushing about how great my dad is. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, the fictional character of Indiana Jones. Was... Oh, that's a great shirt, Christopher. Because, yeah, as I say, I don't want to get all emotional here, like, but in terms of heroes and on screen or what you're aspiring to be, other than because I think things with like family is I don't think sometimes you quite really like they say uh, God is the word, mum or dad is the word for God on the lips and hearts of all children, and for me it's very true because they seemed infallible and they were brilliant and and, and all that stuff. But you, some in some ways, don't completely value it until you get slightly older, and yeah. then you can have a bit of, you know, reflection on how good you've been treated. Um, but Indiana Jones, I had. So, what's your favourite? Your your favourite one's Raiders, yeah. right? So I had Raiders on tape. I think I had Temple of Doom on tape. But you know how we we talked about like those eighties items, like in the bookcase things. Yeah. It was a lottery in my house because there was never ever they were never numbered on the front or labelled. Yeah. So you have to open through them to yeah. find them. And we had so many, like I might just find Raiders and be like, I can't be bothered to try and find Temple of Doom again. Yeah. I must have watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. I ca- I can't be exaggerating here. I think I've probably seen Raiders. If a conservative estimate would say thirty times, yeah, because people always say oh, I've seen it hundreds of times. You, you, you really probably haven't. I bet I've watched Raiders Lost over a hundred times. Yeah, but have you? Yeah, you definitely sure. You, you got to realise, I'm of an age where we didn't have many mm. videos, and and what yeah. we did have, yeah. I, I, I literally would just be one of people just getting from school, and I would put that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, I reckon I've seen that a hundred times. Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, you don't believe me? No, I do, if that's the what case. What are you looking at? You're looking away from me like you don't believe me. Well, I just, I'm just ashamed you'd lie to me in the within, mate, really. Um, I might have seen it probably closer to 200 times. Right, shut up now. Shut the fuck up. Is he cooler than Han Solo? Well, the thing is, it really is... This is my, this is my answer to that. He's as cool, and the difference being, you see more of Indiana Jones than you do than Han Solo. That's a good point. So maybe the law of diminishing marginal returns means you actually think Han Solo's cooler because he doesn't have as much screen time. So then, therefore, you savour it more. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Han Solo is cool as fucking shit. He obviously is. Before he goes into the older Frosty Frosty, and she says, "I love you," and he says, "I oh, know." That's badass. Right? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> that's pure gangster. Yeah. He's not like. No, He's literally like, yeah, I know, it's cool. I'm just going to go and I'm going to go and chill for a bit. And nice one, man. You utter cunt. Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. awfully what? fucking tragic, evil but super cool thing to say. Tied her right off. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, she knew that he loved her because immediately he was infatuated yeah. by her, and um, and people were different in different in yeah. different ways, and they showed their love in different ways. And I think it was quite clear that Han loved her. And so, um, what are we getting into an Empire Strikes Down emotional breakdown? But he was fucking brilliant in it. He's brilliant in the third one. But Indiana Jones, you get to see that character doing so many cool things throughout it. And, yeah. And I love Temple of Doom. I, I've always said it's one of my favourite openings. That song dance number, and then they're in the they're in the restaurant, and it's all just absolutely fucking going. Uh, ape shit mm. and just I just loved his character he's just like a good man who's adventurous and tough and doing things for the right thing he's not seeking glory or fame he's doing it because he's trying to protect those treasures and stuff like that a lot of the time and uh, 
What else you want? What else you want? Lots the way you just described him is the polar opposite of everything you've ever done. I'm just having, I'm contemplating that. No, there was that one time I saved some <laughs> some some guy's life from choking in the restaurant. He was definitely going to die. No, that was you. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no, he's definitely dying. And how did it turn out? He was all right. Oh, what? What did you do? That was it. He was choking. And he was uncut. he was really ill. And you fucking went and I massaged his ear a little bit. That's not in fucking CPR training. <laughs> I'll save that. Save that oh. guy's life. Indiana Jones, mate. Yeah, he's the one. He's the motherfucking one. Oh, Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and all that. He's really good in all that. What a childhood hero. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Number one, so you're on one, right? Chevy Chase. Ah. Chevy Chase. Um, just he just looked like belligerent, hated. He was he was he was envious of people like Richard Pryor. Pryor. He was he didn't like. He was very notoriously hard to work with. So your second number two childhood hero was nearly a paedophile. And number one is basically a, a bitter comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I, I just thought, and, and he, you know, I have heard all the stories, which at that age I knew nothing of. Mm. I just knew what was in front of me, which was Clark W. Griswold Yeah. in the first two vacation films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... He's just like, you know, and obviously everybody thinks their dad's their hero. Make no mistake. But he was the one of the coolest dads on the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Clark Griswold's constant work to just do the best he can for his family is brilliant. Uh, he's Chevy Chase has got the funniest face. Uh, he's just. He just looks funny, and from from seeing him in that, and then there was a you know films that come out, um, seeing him in Three Amigos. Oh, I love that film! Like, I, have, I probably haven't seen that film in 20, over twenty years. Yeah, and going to the cinema to see that. Uh, oh wow! I'd have loved that. It was amazing. Mum's the dinner tastes like the tongue of a dead dog. Yeah, like uh, you son of a motherless goat. Um, <laughs> Like it was just brilliant, um, and and obviously Steve Martin's fucking genius he in is, that. But really um, but and there there was like it's not as good. But at the time when it came out with the McCartney theme, with going to see cinema see spies like us, and let's not forget the Call Me Out video. Oh, yeah, uh, and and all of this stuff just portrayed this absolute wally of a man yeah, yeah, yeah. that when you're young you gravitate towards funny bones and he's got yeah. funny bones yeah, you know and bones. and it, just the call me out video in itself is just brilliant yeah. you're never watching paul simon in that video you're no. just watching chevy yeah. chase yeah, yeah. just sitting down fucking around mm. just not really doing a lot mm-hmm. but for four minutes you're transfixed yes. on him for sure just singing along to a little bit of it and then just a tiny little prop might do something. And, yeah, just brilliant. But Clark W. Griswold in the first vacation film was just, I just thought, mate, you are just the bollocks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my number one is Chevy Chase. It's any, a good shout, man. It's a good shout. Any honourable mentions? Cause we're just about to hit the hour mark. Bugs Bunny, Optimus Prime, He-Man. There we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger, my brother... Um, that was that was all the ones I, I jotted down at that point. Yeah, nice sporting ones. Uh, Honourable nods to um, Rocky Balboa. Oh, um, do you know what? Or maybe Sylvester Stallone. Cause I've seen First Blood when I was very young. Wow. Uh, have you seen Rambo: Last Blood trailer? No. Watched it last oh, night. Just Ram- Rambo Five was amazing, so I can't wait to. That see was the last one, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. That it's really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. They really set. It, they really made it cathartic because they yeah. made all the bad guys total shit cunts. Yeah. And then when he's blo- that that should have got an Oscar for people exploding from bullets because it looks so fucking real. It was. I, I it think was quite disturbing, really. Was it? What was the second one? The second one was Rambo, wasn't it? The first one was First Blood. Yeah. And then the second one was... Was it Rambo too? I don't know. One of them had the highest kill 
rate at that point. That was, I think that was Rambo 3. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, was, I can't remember what Rambo 2 is called. I'm sure, I thought it had a slug line. Maybe it doesn't. A what? A slug line. A slug line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never heard that. What's that mean? So normally underneath, so for example, Alien is in space, you never, you, right. you, people, you, you, you'll never hear you scream. Um, so yeah, sometimes they have that, but no, it isn't. That but, you're I mean, a oh, fuck it, this is, this is a uh, first blood part two. Right. That's what it's, that Rambo first blood part two. Yeah. You know. Um, oh, I forgot it was so stupid. Yeah, so honourable mentions to uh, mainly Rocky Balbar, yeah. uh, just because he was inspirational, oh, he and was. every time you'd go for a run, you'd hear the Rocky music in your head, and like, and everybody, you know, I, I remember just getting like some sacks and filling it with clothes and making a punch bag for yeah. me garage just so I could move around and hit it, and and just doing all the exercise, trying to do all the exercises that Rocky does in the, the montages when I was a kid, and yeah, it was just like. Yeah, it was great. And uh, what was the other one? Um, the Fonz. I remember just thinking, yeah, I loved Happy course, Days. Of course. And, and shout, just, just the Fonz great was shout. just great. It and, was. And, I, and I'll also say um, Kanicki from Greece. Uh, I just, uh, thought, I just <laughs> thought he was cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I never thought Travolta was cool yeah, in Greece. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Kanicki was like the... Who was What's Her Chop's best mate? Rizzo. Rizzo. Oh, Stockard Channing. Yeah, she was fucking well cool. Yeah. Yeah. But they're the ones you always want to gravitate to the darker ones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, she she had she had a bit more fire in her belly. Yeah, she'd been about a bit as well, and she got a bit more life experience. There you go. That's the end of the podcast. Obviously, sincere apologies for making you have to listen to uh, such bollocks. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the bollocks and the claptrap drivel and farcical. Waffle. Not used that one before. Waffle. A lot of waffle. Um, yeah. I think we're done. See ya. Dickheads. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams and there's just an abundance of of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free so every other month there'll be a new edition out so go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well podbiblemag.com it's a drunken soiree in the within Chris and Stu present our core listing the podcast Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.